Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shishma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 10, Legal System and Judiciary. Modern nation state functions through a set of institutions, parliament, the judiciary, executive apparatus such as bureaucracy and police, and the former structure of union state relations as well as the electoral system are the set of institutions constituted by the idea of constitutionalism. These arrangements, dependencies and interdependencies are directly shaped by the meta-politico-legal document that is constitution. The legal system derives its authority from the constitution and is deeply embedded in the political system. The presence of judiciary subsists the theory of separation of power within the two organs that is legislature and executive stand relatively apart from it. Parliamentary democracy works on the principle of fusion of power and in the making of law there is direct participation of the legislature and the executive. It is the judiciary that remains independent and strong safeguarding the interest of the citizens by not allowing the other organs to go beyond the constitution. It acts therefore as a check on the arbitrariness and unconstitutionality of the legislature and the executive. Judiciary is the final arbiter in interpreting constitutional arrangements. It is in fact the guardian and conscious keeper of the normative values that are authoritatively allocated by the state. The nature of democracy and development depends much on how the legal system conducts itself to sustain the overall socio-economic and political environment. Now let us move to the next point, genesis of judiciary in India. Indian judiciary is a single integrated system of courts for the union as well as the states, which administers both the union and state laws and at the head of the entire system stands the Supreme Court of India. The development of the judicial system can be traced to growth of modern nation states and constitutionalism. During ancient times, the concept of justice was inextricably linked with the religion and was embedded in the ascriptive norms of socially stratified caste groups. Caste panchayas performed the role of judiciary at the local level, which was tied up with the religious laws made by the monarchs. Most of the king's court dispensed justice according to dharma, a set of eternal laws rested upon the individual duty 
to be performed in four stages of life ashrama and status of the individual according to his status or varna the king's power to make laws depended on the religious text and the king had virtually no power to legislate on his own initiative and pleasure ancient state laws were largely customary laws and any deviation from it or contradiction from dharma was rejected by the community in medieval times the dictum king can do no wrong was applied and the king arrogated to himself an important role in administrating justice he became the apostle of justice and so the highest judge in the kingdom perhaps the theory of institutionalism guided justice manifesting gross arbitrariness and authoritarianism now let us move to the next point modern judiciary in india with the advent of the british colonial administration india witnessed a judicial system introduced on the basis of anglo saxon jurisprudence the royal charter of charles 2 of the year 1661 gave the governor and council the power to adjudicate both civil and criminal cases according to the laws of england however regulating act of 1773 established for the first time the supreme court of india in calcutta consisting of chief justice and three judges later reduced to two appointed by the crown acting as king's court and not east india company's court later supreme courts were established in madras and bombay the court held jurisdiction over his majesty's subject In this period the judicial system had two distinct system of courts the england system of royal courts which followed the english law and procedures in the presidencies and the indian system of adalat or sadar courts which followed the regulation laws and personal laws in the provinces under the high court act of 1861 these two systems were merged replacing the supreme courts and native courts sadar diwani adalat and sadar nizamat adalat in the presidency towns of calcutta bombay and madras with high courts however the highest court of appeal was judicial committee of the privy council Brit- british efforts were made to develop the indian legal system as a unified court system indian had neither laws nor courts of their own and both the courts and laws had been designed to meet the needs of the colonial power 
the government of india act 1935 set up the federal court of india to act as an intermediate appellant between the high courts and the privy council in regard to matters involving the interpretation of the indian constitution it was not to pronounce any judgment other than a declaration judgment which meant that it could not declare what the law was but did not have authority to adjudicate compliance with its decision the federal court's power of judicial review was largely a paperwork and therefore a body with very limited power despite the restriction placed on it the federal court continued to function till 26th january 1950 when independent india's constitution came into force in the meaning meantime the constituent assembly became busy drafting the basic framework of the legal system and judiciary now let us move to the next point constituent assembly the background the member of the constituent assembly envisaged the judiciary as the bastion of rights and justice they wanted to insulate the courts from attempted coercion from the forces within and outside the government sapru committee report on judiciary and the constituent assembly's ad hoc committee on the supreme court report formed the bulk of the guidelines for judiciary ak ir k santnam satnam ma ayanagar tej bahadur sapru bn rao km munshi sadadullah and b r ambedkar played important roles in the shaping the judicial system of india the unitary judicial system seems to have been accepted with the least questioning the supreme court was to have a special countrywide responsibility for the protection of individual rights ambedkar was perhaps the greatest apostle in the assembly of what he described as one single integrated judiciary having jurisdiction and providing remedies in all cases arising under the constitutional law the civil or the criminal law essential to maintain the unity of the country now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast